My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The ruler sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him, there was an inscription that read, this is the king of the Jews. Now, one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been justly condemned, for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we are presented with two strikingly different images of Christ the King. In the letter to the Colossians, St. Paul describes him as the firstborn of all creation. In him, everything comes into being. He is the head of the body of the church. The one that we are called to connect with, to be united with, to worship, to adore, to praise. And indeed, it would be kind of nice to be in the presence of that king. Maybe even willing to take direction from someone that glorious, that powerful, that strong, that clear, clearly righteous. Clearly goodness itself. Of course, we want to be in the presence of that Christ, the exalted Christ. And have his glory glorify us. But then on the other hand, the gospel of Luke has Jesus hanging on a cross between two thieves. Being sneered at by the rulers of the world jeered at by soldiers, mocked with an inscription hanging above him that was intended to insult everyone around, anyone who would dare oppose the power of Rome, the powers of this world. It said, this is the king of the Jews. And it meant to send the message that if you want him to be your king, you deserve it. And you deserve what happened to him. And he's even mocked by one of the criminals. Taunted. Insulted. Somehow or another. The other thief. Somehow or another. The other thief looks at Jesus. And sees more than someone who's innocent who doesn't deserve to be on the cross, 
who's being condemned unjustly. He looks at him and he sees the same Christ that Paul describes in the letter to the Colossians. Somehow this thief looks upon one being executed with him and sees his savior, sees someone worthy of his worship, sees someone worthy of putting his life in his hands, sees someone that he is willing to go and follow wherever he will take him. It is truly remarkable that that thief could see what no one else could see. That that thief could see that he was hanging on a cross next to love itself. That he was hanging on a cross, dying along with the one through whom everything has life. Could see somehow or another that this Jesus who's being insulted by everyone scorned and reviled and laughed at and mocked is indeed his God, worthy of everything, everything he could possibly have. How is that possible? Somehow or another, I think, for that thief on that day, and maybe it was the first day in his life. Maybe he'd been thinking about it for a while. But there he is at the very point of his own death, being executed for his crimes. He realizes that he needs a savior. That on his own, he deserves death and nothing else. But somehow he desires so much more than death. So much more than being a thief. And somehow or another, he sees in the person next to him on a cross, the one who can give him what he truly and deeply desires. It's his desire to be saved that allows him to see that this Jesus who's covered in blood, laughed at by everyone, is indeed the author of life itself. And the, while the rulers are scorning him and putting him to death and punishing him for his unwillingness to honor them, this thief sees that this Jesus is indeed the ruler of all and the only one worthy of obedience and trust and worship, and the fullness of his love. This thief teaches us, teaches us how to find the exalted Christ. St. Augustine told his people in a sermon one day, if you want to reach the exalted Christ, if you want to be with Christ in glory, if you want to have the glory of Christ shining on you and filling your life, the way to get there is to follow the humble Jesus. In fact, the only way to get to the exalted Christ is to follow the humble Jesus. If you are looking for a savior who's glorious, look for the one who's humble. 
if you're looking for a savior who can really bring you the fullness of life, look to the one who was killed for you. If you're looking for a savior who can truly forgive your sins, look for the one who welcomed sinners wherever he went and ate with them and loved them. If you're looking for the one who will bring you to where you truly need to live and are meant to be, Look for the one who's hanging on the cross next to you as you suffer your hurts and your pains and your humiliations. Know that the one who hangs with you, who has joined you in your humiliation, your suffering, your failures, and your rejections, that humble one is the same as the exalted Christ who rules all the world and who brings all of us into the presence of the Father who created and loves each of us.